couple days later, I get the Purelator guy there. Yep. And he says, are you Jeffrey Pike? I'm like, yep, that's me. And he hands me a package. He says, congratulations. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. So it's, I open it, and it's my diploma. Oh! From my university. <laughs> Yay! So I guess I missed my, like, e-convocation or something. Oh. Um, and they, they just sent me my diploma in the mail. So uh, everyone at your school just thinks that you're just a flake who just didn't give a yeah, shit about whatever, it. whatever. Yeah. But I know you've been, in, you know, holding off calling me a doctor yeah. because you well, know, it's not official yet. I don't, I don't so think that's true. I, I actually know. have been calling you a doctor this whole time, <laughs> yeah. but... But from now on, you'll address me as doctor every single time, I'm okay. sure. So, yeah, All right, doctor. Because yeah, it is official now. Thank you, doctor. And we can host, you know, deck doctor segments. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. Jeff is a doctor. That's right. Dr. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Arena Regulars podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Dr. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I didn't think you were going to do that. I was not... <laughs> prepared for that uh, and we are regulars on magic the gathering arena favorite bar to drink at it's my favorite bar because um, i don't have to put on pants that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um we got a couple things this week uh so we're just going to talk about the end and the start of the new season and then we have the zendikar rising championship fantasy draft coming up this weekend that's or right. sorry the, the fantasy draft is today yeah. But the, the, the championship is this weekend. That's but right. before we do that, each week we both bring a beer, we drink our own, then drink each other's, and then rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic, and then choose the best for last. So with that, Jeff, what is on tap? All right. So I brought a beer called Outside Jokes. Mm. Uh, I liked the name. That was mainly why I chose it. It's just a pale ale, and it's from Town Brewery uh, out of Whitby, which is pretty close to, to Toronto. Mm-hmm. 5% can is just kind of a pastel art drawing yeah, it's nice. of clouds yeah 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 i like it's very um it looks like a piece from a museum on a that's right yeah so. i liked the simplicity of the can and then it had kind of a, a joke for the name so yeah i had to go for it always good yeah yeah uh, what'd you bring uh i brought a classic uh for those of you in toronto you know this very well this is bo's lug tread it's a lagered ale 5.2 percent and it has a picture of a tractor on it and it tastes like beer yeah. It's good. <laughs> I mainly picked it because we're going to be talking about uh, the championship this weekend, and it's a really good beer to drink while watching the championship yeah. all day, Saturday and Sunday. This thing is a classic, just session, drink it all day, and you'll probably be okay. I have done that, so I can confirm that it's it's a good beer. For it's that. a good session beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in magic news, we have uh, our Friday Night Magic is Mastermind again this Friday. That's the one where you get a deck that they give you. That's all colors with no lands, and you discard a card to get a land token. So that'll be fun. We also have the secret layer. Bob Ross basic lands are on Arena now. Yeah, really cool. So you can get these with codes that you can find online. So there's one for each color, I think. Yeah. And uh, you could just find the corresponding code. We did post these on our story uh, earlier in the week. If you saw them, uh, good to you. If you didn't see them... Follow us on Instagram at Arena Regulars because we will tell you things like this. Exactly. But otherwise, you can just Google it and you'll find yeah. it. Perfectly fine. And like I said before, we have the Zenicar Rising Championship this weekend, December 4th and 5th. I think that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick math check. Quick math. Uh, yep, that's right. Um, uh, anyway, how did your weekend arena go? Uh, it went okay, actually. Yep. So. Um, I've been playing a lot of Historic, which I'll get into in a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, kind of a mad dash for Mythic at the end of the season, and I yep. managed to squeak in there, so... Nice. 
How, how'd your arena week go? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fine. I, I had kind of opted out of pushing for mythic. I know it was what I was planning on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just uh, wasn't in the cards, wasn't feeling it, just couldn't get there. Um, so I did the draft challenge instead. Cool. Uh, had some fun with that. Um, not uh, super great, but I did go three and two, so at least I had a winning record. Yeah. And um, got some some packs and some gold. So Yeah, I was on the fence about the draft challenge. I wanted to like support it because I like the idea of them bringing sort of high-stakes draft yeah. events. Uh, but I just don't love Kaladesh draft that yeah. much. Well, I actually, personally. I drafted um, your salivation, salivating gremlins deck. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one so, deck I've been managed to do well with. Yeah, and I had a bunch of the any card that came in with another uh, artifact or something mm-hmm. was pretty great. Um, it ended up working out, and I had Untethered Express just like blast through somebody in game three, where it was like close contention. And uh, game three, I just like turned four... Um, the Express, Untethered Express. Yeah. Turn five, the enchantment that makes it a creature. With, oh, uh, plus geez. three and zero. And then yeah. just smash their face. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was it was pretty brutal, but it felt really good. So Yeah, I remember in original Kaladesh, there was some vehicle that was like a 7-11 or something. Yeah, they cruise for... But it had a high crew cost and not a high mana cost. But you would combo it with that enchantment that turns it into a yeah. creature. Because for... it costs, I think it costs one. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the crew cost is pretty high. But and you just have this 10 power attacker on turn three. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, they didn't include With that in strike? the remastered version. <laughs> yeah, that might have been why. But we'll get into the start of the season. Um, yeah, where'd you end up? Yeah, so I finished the season Platinum 3 in Limited. And as I mentioned, I managed to squeak into Constructed kind of, I think I had 20 hours left in the season or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so Mythic Constructed Platinum 3 in Limited. Nice. As far as goals, my goal for the season was to qualify for the Mythic Qualifier Weekend. Yep. Uh, and I actually was able to do that. I got a bit lucky, spiked a tournament <laughs> in uh, the first weekend of the season. Yeah. And uh, that meant I was qualified basically no matter how well I did in ranked play and stuff. Yeah. So that was really nice, just get to kind of play whatever I actually wanted to play. And feel relaxed. Yeah. And, and you just... let me play on the podcast account a lot. Yeah, and then yeah. you just decide that you're going to just <laughs> run for Mythic at the end. And I squeezed into Mythic anyways, yeah. It's uh, fine. It's fine. Yeah, I, I just... Because you had finished yours so quickly, and mm-hmm. I just felt like... You had accomplished so much, and now we're connected with this podcast that I accomplished so much. So then I just felt like, you know what? Nah, I don't need to accomplish That's anything. That's fair, man. Yeah. Um, I'll just uh, ride your coattails. Uh, <laughs> so I finished Platinum 3 in Limited and Diamond 3 in Constructed. Um, <clears throat> not exactly what I wanted, but, you know, it was fine. Uh, I had a good run uh, into Diamond 1 and then got knocked back. I think I had mentioned that earlier. So um, after that, I was like, meh. <laughs> Just one of those nights where you grab a few beers and decide to play some yeah, ranked. Yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> I think tank down to this. Yeah, as far maybe as you more than go. a few beers. It was. It was a good night. It was one of those like two in the morning nights where I'm like, I'm still playing magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that that happens, and then and well, then you sign in the next morning. You're like, time in four. <laughs> what? And like, man, I must have because I was. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think I just was. You know what? Diamond one, that's fine. I'll just like stop playing the deck I've been playing the whole time and play something else. The other thing though about ranking up in this particular season is like Kaladesh Remastered dropped. So you yeah. want to play draft for that to mm-hmm. get the cards and it's a new draft format. Yeah. You may have the draft challenge. Like 
They were spreading me pretty thin on all the different formats I wanted to play. Yeah, there was a ton of stuff. um, And gold was getting kind of thin, knowing that we want to use this gold for a tournament in December. So um, definitely gets kind of hard to, to make sure... To, to keep your eye on the prize, but... And Brawl, too. I wanted to make oh, sure right. I played some Brawls. So. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff that happened this season. But uh, we also have another account. We do. Yeah. So we have the... We're the proud owners of the account Arena Regulars Podcast. Who knew? Yeah. That that you might have us. played against us online. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so how did this account do? This was kind of the first official season for it, right? Because yeah. we started it halfway through the October season. We started it for episode yeah, two. episode two, so it was around, I don't really remember. Six weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, so this is episode eight, so. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah, yeah. Matt. <laughs> Doctor, tell <Yeah>. me. <laughs> so this was the first, like, full season that the account got to play. Yeah. How did the account finish? It finished very well, thanks to you and a little bit of me. <laughs> so um, it finished, um, let's see, Limited was Platinum two and then constructed was mythic wow yeah yeah so um like i said because i kind of accomplished my goal excuse me early in the season (laughs) i got to play on this account a little more than uh than i probably would have if i was still pushing for that right yeah that's true um but we just kind of wanted to point out this was the first official season for the account and we made mythic yeah and we also want to remind you that this is our free-to-play account yeah, zero dollars was We spent. didn't even, we said we were going to get the $5 bundle thing, and we didn't. Yeah, we just never did that. We never did that. Um, we might still do that. Um, but now that we've gotten so far, it feels like, might as yeah, well just give it free to play. In like then. the five packs and the 2,500 gold. Is whatever. it really going to be worth it so that we can't say we're free to play anymore? Right. No, it's not. No, I think, <laughs> I think the stamp of free to play mythic is uh, much better. Yeah. Um, so just a quick outline, you can go listen to episode two for kind of a full, all of our tips on how to start a new account. Yeah. But uh, this is at, hopefully at least some amount of uh, validation that the tips we gave you work. Work. <laughs> yes. Um, but we played kind of the intro decks up to about 10k gold. Mm-hmm. Then once we had 10k gold, that's enough to draft. Yes. That's a Zendikar premium draft. So we drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of lucky enough to have a few seven win runs in a row, so that we mm-hmm. every time you seven win run, you get twenty two hundred gems, and yeah. it only costs fifteen hundred gems to start another draft. Exactly. I do want to point out that this was um, this was Jeff saying, "Hey, I'm going to draft with uh, <laughs> the account," and I was like, "You better get seven wins." Yeah. And then he came back with, "Did it?" Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, "Oh, it's done." I did it three times. Three that... times in a row. I was like, "Okay, well, never mind then." Great. So, yeah, so that's not necessarily the norm, right? Dra- anything can happen in a draft. Yeah. We, we got lucky the first few drafts mm-hmm. were seven wins, so we built up gems that we could almost draft kind of indefinitely yes. for a while there. I know I did a lot of drafts. Yeah. Um, but that really built up our collection. We just have a great Zendikar Rising collection on the account now. Yeah, and you got all the pathways very early on. Yeah, yeah, because like we've mentioned in episode two we rare draft here that's what we do yeah exactly <laughs> especially if you're trying to make a deck and like knowing hey i need like if i'm playing standard i need the pathways to play standard yeah get them i think there early. was that one draft where i took six pathways and still got a seven win run so it was like yeah, this so was a this was a real money draft this is the here. thing <laughs> ever like yeah that's just like six wild cards and then a bunch of gems exactly that was great so Um, so yeah don't feel bad about it i didn't even take our advice in the draft challenge and i wish i did i 
passed up. Well, no, no. Okay, so I passed up a fast land that I needed the fourth copy of, mm -hmm. a concealed courtyard, uh, for something I can't even remember what it was. But I I didn't have any botanical sanctums, the blue green one. Yeah, and but that pack also had uh, a Ridgegale Tusker and Untethered Express. Okay, and so I was like. This one, that one was hard. The other one I could have easily taken and it would have been fine, but mm -hmm. I did take the Untethered Express instead and didn't draft any Fastlands and honestly finished the draft and been like, you know what? I wish I did. Yeah. Wish could have two Fastlands. Could have had two Fastlands and still probably go three and two. Probably so. the same record. Yep. Yep. Um, but that's what we did. Yep. And I also, so I didn't pass any Pathways and we didn't pass any basically staples. Yeah. Uh, so even cards that aren't necessarily played cards that probably will get played at some point so mm -hmm. lotus cobras we have a play set yeah. uh, you know skyclave apparition all the cards that kind of show up so we got this really healthy zendikar rising collection we built a few decks out of that i think i had some green white landfall that was pretty cool it, I it, looked, it was like green white cards we have yeah <laughs> it, it seemed pretty fun yeah, but because we had Lotus Cobras and Skyclave Apparitions and mm -hmm. Kazandu Mammoths, it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. Because we had a play set of Yasharns, and mm -hmm. yeah, it was a real deck. Which, just remember, Yasharn is just a lot better than we originally were thinking. Yeah, I, I like um, it a lot, especially in Historic. Yeah, so... Um, but... And best of one, I built like a budget Rogues deck, because mm -hmm. we had Zareth Sands, and Rogues is mostly Zendikar Rising cards. Yeah, basically. And then a few uncommons from other sets. Yeah. And just you just have the rare playset of um, M21. Yeah, and that's what my budget list meant, was I mm -hmm. wasn't playing that card. So Yeah. And I still did okay with this deck. Um, these were decks we built without spending any wild cards. So just okay. from our collection. Just from the collection. Drafted. All right, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, then eventually we decided, hey, let's just build Rogues. Yeah. Like a fully powered rogues deck i know what you're thinking you hate rogues yeah, everyone is, seems so to hate rogues. this is interesting because i haven't had the same kind of rogue hate that you have experienced <laughs> yeah um because you were playing this deck so much i i played it a, a few times and i didn't get to, to get in the account as much just because my account needed so much help <laughs> um oh <laughs> uh, but it is interesting to hear you just talk about how much people don't like rogues or rogue decks or just like concede to, to a, I don't know, a ruin crab on turn one. Like I think most of, if I'm not mistaken, most of the matches you played were in diamond. I was playing in diamond, yeah. So uh, I, I played it from silver yeah. all the way up to mythic. And uh, in the lower tiers, people really gave you like, some really rude uh, just snap stickers. Yeah. Just conceding. Uh, which is, uh, well, which is pretty funny because, like, on the one hand, they concede. So, okay, you win the game or the match, if that isn't how intense it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, you can't complete any of your quests because you can't play any cards. <laughs> that was the funny part. It's like, man, I have a quest to play 20 blue or black spells. And <laughs> I'm playing a blue-black deck, and I'm, I just played five matches, and I'm still not there. What that's, is... <laughs> that's insane. That's so ridiculous. Because last uh, match I played one. I went Ruin Crab, and they conceded and the like, match. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, um, so that's our little... That, that is very interesting to hear about. Um, I feel like I see it a little bit on Instagram, but not as just not as much as you have experienced firsthand. Right. Um, but anyways, we picked rogues because it's budget. Yeah. It's almost all uncommon. Yeah, we, we were talking about that last episode a little bit. Yeah. So. And again, the one drop, like you mentioned, Thieves mm -hmm. Guild Enforcers, the only rares you really need to spend. Yeah. Um, so that's the reason we picked it. Not mm -hmm. because we're 
you know, the scourge of the earth who love milling people and flash yeah. cards. I mean, to be fair, milling people and flashing stuff is fun. Yeah. For one, if you, for one of us. Uh, yeah. if, if you don't like it, try it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, because you might have a different opinion once you've done it a couple times. You're like, well, okay. Maybe and it's fun. actually a pretty tough deck to play. It yeah. is. Um, it's, and that might be a reason why people don't like it because mm. they, because it's, hard and they feel like it's cheap but they don't see the the decision points or the anyway all of this can be fixed if you just watch the championship weekend there you go you'll feel a lot better about it um Um, but yeah we played that and uh i I actually played it pretty cleanly into diamond and then i started stalling a bit in diamond and zach mm -hmm. helped me get over that hump yeah i just uh i just wanted to give him a little nudge because i know that you know sometimes (laughs) it can be hard to go from diamond to mythic so you need a little push and you know i'm the one that's there to help you push yeah i logged back in and it was at (laughs) diamond one with like two yeah you i think uh, you needed uh you had two pips left before you got there yeah i needed to win two matches i think or maybe just one but, uh, oh, I can't remember actually. But I was able to win win that match that I needed, yeah. and uh, finally get into Mythic. So again, it's, this isn't, you know, the expectation that in your first season you should be able to get Mythic or you're doing something wrong. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. But uh, the method of drafting to build a collection, in particular, looking towards rare drafting, mm-hmm. is. Uh, an effective way yeah. to build a collection. And I do want to say there are a lot of uh, things online that you can read that say. Uh, Yes, drafting to get your collection is a good idea, but also we suggest you also play the games. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that don't want to play the games. That's perfectly fine. If you don't want to do that and you're just like really not into it, I still think drafting is a good way to get a collection, but um, playing the games will help you uh, slowly get better and also get return on your investment and to be able to do it again to get more. Yeah, that's the main way you do it. Exactly. Is you win a free draft... Or a free draft and a half by mm-hmm. having a good draft. Yeah, there's just a lot of people that say, do you open packs or draft packs mm. if you're not going to play limited at all? Right. And they have that kind of discussion. And I just think that, um, number one, you should play limited because it's super fun. Uh, if you don't like it, it will get super fun. <laughs> I don't know. You'll learn to like it, I think. Um, yeah. I, I just think you you either, for Arena, the way it's set up, you mm-hmm. either learn to love draft or you learn to love not being free to play. That's true. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> Um, and I have learned to love both. Yes. <laughs> uh, being uh, <laughs> love draft and not free to play. So. so yeah, that was kind of our season sum up here. Yeah. We have a new season to look forward to though, right? We do. So we have our December season. Um, they don't really say it specifically in months like that, but they kind of... Oh, no, they do. I think they do explicitly. Uh, that's yeah. actually... Um, I'm going to... Uh, so they say it in explicit months like that because it makes sense. <laughs> that's a good observation, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this one will be interesting. I So I was interested because on Sunday night, uh, it flipped over Monday in the middle of the day for mm-hmm. us. Um, it was later than I thought. Um, but I was playing standard, best of one standard, just to be like... Uh, screw it like it doesn't matter i'm not gonna get mythic and i was playing just some random deck that i had found and people were playing these bizarre decks it just seemed like the people who got mythic got there and i oh actually no to be fair i'm one of the people that was probably playing a bizarre deck (laughs) um so it was i was playing against a bunch of people that were like me where it's like hey end of the season there's no chance of getting mythic um, all the mythic players have stopped because they got where they wanted to be and they're waiting and t- so they don't go down. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to lose mythic, but they want to keep their number. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just playing a bunch of like best of one diamond players that were playing just bizarre, 
weird brews that I'd never seen before or had no idea what they were doing. And it was just like, what's going on? It was really interesting. It actually made me wish that I had sat down and been like, I'm going to push to Mythic today because yeah. if I'm playing against these decks the whole time, yeah. it'll be a lot easier. Um. <laughs> but that's one of the interesting things though, right? So I think the highest level of competition on the ladder is mm -hmm. the top 1200 Mythic. Yes. When you're in the top few hundred in Mythic, those spots matter to people and they're trying to qualify for stuff and yeah. stuff like that. But the second highest level of competition, I think, is Diamond. Mm -hmm. Because once you're not, once you're in the percentages in Mythic, sure, some of them are kind of trying to rank up, but most of them are like, I just got to Mythic, now I can play whatever I want. Yeah. Right? So they played their Gruul Adventures, they played their Mono Green Foods yeah. to get there in Diamond. Yeah. And once they got there, they're like, now this awesome brew, it's time to just play it. Yeah, so I think you're fun. playing still against the brew guys. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I was expecting more people to be on the push plan. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see that like at all, um, which was pretty cool. I mean, I thought that was kind of, it was kind of neat to see that. Well, it's always comforting to see there's more people like me out there. Yeah. In the world. Um, so I, with that uh, being said, December seems interesting because of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And since this is my real first year going into like caring about um, your tier or whatever into this month, uh, I'm interested to see how, how the holidays uh, kind of affect how right. people play or if people just say, oh, December, I won't get there, that's fine, I'll do it in January. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's certainly a consideration, right? Because I yeah. think I'll definitely be able to play, I'll be playing less. Yeah, there's a lot more month. social obligations. Mm -hmm. um, I will, well, who knows? Yeah. I'm not going home for Christmas this year, so I'll oh, okay. probably be playing a lot. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is my year. Maybe I should. Maybe this is your month. Maybe man. this is my month. Maybe yeah. I should push for this. Um, that could be just a good. Find idea. yourself a good historic deck. Yeah, I, I I really like the one I have right now. I want change it up a little bit, but I think I want something new. I want something. I'm excited for this new season to have like I want a fresh new deck. I think this weekend's going to help me find the one I want to play. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to watch some of those and uh, and like pick one that I really like. And, and uh, just do something something else. Actually, that is usually my recommendation for getting up to Mythic, is mm -hmm. to pick two decks that you like, so that yeah. when you kind of get burnt out on one, you just switch to the other one. Yeah, because I was definitely getting burnt out on Ramen Up Red. Mm -hmm. um, and when I feel down about that, I would just switch completely to something else that yeah. wasn't even like Auras. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just try I would something just switch totally formats. new. Yeah. I would just switch formats in a completely different deck that I have yeah. never tested. <laughs> and then, and, But that's also like, it's whatever, 12.30 or 1 in the morning. Play some jank to tank my rank. Ba yeah, there you go. <laughs> I need a shirt that says that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like your goal for the season is to actually try to get Mythic. I want Mythic, but I also think... I want to play in the arena open mm -hmm. and I want to get a winning record. Perfect. So those are my, not, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to make day two, Okay. but just have a winning record. Right. So go like five and three or something. Yeah. Something like that. Even mm -hmm. if it's not great, um, that would be, that would be a success for me because I haven't really done those things yet. So I'm taking baby steps. Yeah. yeah no, that's great. But what about you? What are your plans? Yeah, so you mentioned the, the Arena Open, and mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier, my goal was to qualify for the Mythic Qualifier Weekend, which yeah. is in December. Mm -hmm. It's the weekend after the Arena Open, I think. Yeah. So there are two tournaments uh, in this season, and my goal is basically just to do as well as I can in both mm -hmm. of those. Um, day two would be great, but like you, I'm not kind of... I'm not setting that as my expectation. Like, I'll be disappointed if I don't. Yeah. I just want to 
make sure that I've kind of, because they're both historic. Right. So I kind of want to play some historic, figure out if I can pick the best deck that I can, mm -hmm. and just have a good you know, time in both of those events. Yeah. And hopefully not sleep through any day twos, should I, be, <laughs> should I be lucky enough to make them. Yeah, cross your fingers you don't sleep through it. Um, yeah, maybe we should uh, do some testing. That'd be cool. And find our best... Uh, yeah, I think I have a, a secret, Ooh. A, a historic secret that nobody seems to know. But cool. I think I already told you, but... Maybe you should share it with me. Bant is good. Oh, yeah, Bant is really good. Yeah. Actually, no, that deck looked pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, remember when we were talking about how Yasharn is good? Yeah. This is one of the places where Yasharn is really good. The more times you sit down and think... If you think of Yasharn as like a 4-4 four, for four, 4 that draws you two lands. Yeah. Um, and then the sacrifice stuff is just an extra. Right. It, it becomes more relevant than you think. But if you're just like, all right, I have a sweet 4-4 four, for four, 4 that draws me two cards. That's kind of the baseline, yeah. That's great. But That's a good card. incidental upside against so many different That you decks. won't even realize. And your biggest thing, your opponents won't even realize the random things they can't yeah. do. My favorite was when the Auras player couldn't sack their dog to give their thing indestructible <laughs> because I played Yasharn and then played Wrath of God. Felt Ooh. really weird to play a creature and then play Wrath of God, but I had to. So. Yeah. And they should have seen the Yasharn and been like... They should have sacked in response to the yeah. Yasharn, but then I could play like Teferi or something. That's true. You could play something else. I, I'm yeah. not going to commit the Wrath of God after they do that. Exactly. You're like, <laughs> going for it. Yeah, anyway. I'm still going to do it. Just kill my own pig. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Um, but yeah, with that, um, I need a new beer. I blasted through that because that is an easy session beer. Yeah. You could drink that all day, son. <laughs> I thought you keep calling it session, but it's like 5.2%. That's what I, I mean, what's, what is technically, what's the session technically? When I think of session, I usually think it's like a light beer, essentially in the Less four, than 4% range. Okay. I usually think like 5% is like, I could drink that all day. But it, to be fair, it's more of like a... Feeling. I think it's a feeling yeah. and a taste. Mm -hmm. um, there's IPAs that I just can't drink a ton of. Yeah. Um, or they just, it takes a long time. Even if they are technically session IPAs, like yeah. four and a half percent. It's, it's just, just like, I need, I need something refreshing. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Well, I could use another beer too, so. Let's do it up. All right. Got this uh, outside jokes. Yeah. And lug tread, which... I've had a million times before. <laughs> well, this is all over Ottawa because it's made like right out of right outside Ottawa. That makes sense. And you're from Ottawa, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that would be helpful. Um, Used to live there. Yeah, <laughs> this smells great. But you know, you've never had a lug tread after you've had an outside jokes. So. That's true. That's correct. <laughs> um, so it could be much different. You never know. All right. Cheers. <sighs> Tastes like lug tread. Tastes good, like a pale ale. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good one. All right, so now we have the thing I'm very excited for. Yes. Zendikar Rising Championship is coming up this weekend, yeah. and we do a fantasy draft. We are it. doing a fantasy draft again. I'm so just stoked for this. Yeah, so if you don't know exactly how the MPL and Rivals Leagues works, nobody blames you. It's like impossible to track down Super that information. Super confusing, yeah. But uh, I give a complete description of it in episode three of he the does. Arena Regulars podcast. So you can go check that out. Yep. But as a quick reminder, basically it's split into three, well, splits. <laughs> <laughs> and they're named after the sets. So Zendikar Rising, Kaldheim, and Strixhaven. Mm -hmm. And right now we're coming to the end of the first split, the Zendikar Rising split. It ends in the Zendikar Rising Championship. Championship! So this is a tournament... That includes that basically anyone who qualified 
for it can play in it. So it's going to include all the MPL and Rivals members. They mm -hmm. qualify automatically. But it also includes other players. Challengers. Challengers is what they're called. So in previous like league weekends, MPL players play against other MPL players. Rivals players play against other Rivals players. Not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. Now it's one big tournament. MPL players will play against Rivals players and Challengers. Exactly. And also, the MPL players and the Rival players, uh, their standings and their points and all that kind of stuff, right now they're starting at zero for this tournament, and you everyone's on the same footing going into it. So if you did really well before, um, cool. I mean, that will help you in the future, but right. for this specific tournament, uh, everyone's on the same footing when we start on Saturday. Right. But how well they do in this tournament does get them points in their league. It does. Uh, and it's a weird, kind of a weird system, but basically if they get nine wins in the tournament, they get one point in the league. Mm -hmm. Ten points gets the, uh, ten wins in the tournament gets them two points in the league. Eleven wins gets them three points in the league. And twelve wins guarantees them a spot in the top eight, which gets them four points for the league. Yeah. So because in the league weekends they get one win per match win, mm -hmm. they're competing for way fewer points than... Yeah. Or one point per match win. Yeah, sorry, one point per match win. They, you know, Ray Sato got 11 points in the mm -hmm. first league weekend. Now they're competing for, like, four is the most they can get by yeah. top eighting. But, hey, every point counts. So they're still incentivized to do as well as they can, mm -hmm. even if they've been eliminated from top eight, I think is the idea. Yeah. Um, so what are we doing today? So today we are drafting our players for our individual fan. Me and Jeff do a fantasy team or a league, sorry. Uh, so we both draft uh, our own team. It consists of three MPL players, three rivals players, and then we also pick what we think the meta percentage for standard and historic will be because they are playing standard and historic. Mm -hmm. And then we are also picking the top performing deck for standard and historic as well. Um, basically, how it works is that we get one point uh if the player wins a match right? right so even though there's this kind of weird point system for the leagues we thought it'd just be more fun to keep going with the one match win gets us one fantasy point it's a little bit easier just to so the the numbers aren't fluctuating so incredibly yeah. so there's gonna be 15 rounds yes so there are eight standard and seven historic over right. two days and then the top eight is historic all historic yeah so we decided though it'd be also more fun if Let's say our player makes the top eight or wins the whole event. We should get extra points exactly. for that too. So yeah. we decided two points for top eight and, and then another two points on top of that for winning everything. Yes. In addition to the match wins you get, you might get in the top eight. Exactly. So if your player does not make it to day two, that's yeah, rough. And you, you get whatever they <laughs> got for that one day points. and yeah. that's it. Um, but if they make it to day two, then you get all the points for that. And then if they keep, you know, the longer that they play, the more chance they have to get more points and the better it will be. Yeah. That's basically it. Uh, they're also playing for $250,000, uh, for the whole tournament. Um, it's split up first place gets 15,000 and it goes down from there. Yeah. Um, right. So the players are playing for money as well. Yes. Yeah, so the money is also on the line, uh, this weekend. Um, I mean, is there anything else we want to talk about the tournament before we just start drafting? No, I think, nope. uh, I think we're ready to start this off. All right. I do have our toonie. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so I'm ready for it. Would you like to do the honors or should I? I think you can flip and I'll call. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Tails. It's heads. Tails never fails though. Yeah. I think you said that last time and it yeah. definitely failed. It's failed me 100% um, of the time. Can I defer? That's a... Uh, we haven't I'm going to say yes. Yeah, um, you can defer if you want. 
Let me let me look up like, my Like if you want here. first rivals pick. So the way yeah. it works is if I go first and I get first pick of my M- three MPL members, we'll draft MPL first. Mm-hmm. Then we'll draft rivals, and whoever didn't pick first in MPL picks first in rivals. Yeah, so we just go back and forth. Um, but ooh, this is really hard. Um, I, I'm going to defer. You're going to defer. I'm going to defer. Okay. So that means I will be selecting first mm-hmm. for the MPL. MPL. The first selection okay. for Team Dr. Jeff is... Uh, <laughs> a player who's made the Hall of Fame. Okay. And their results since making the Hall of Fame constitute another Hall of Fame worthy career. That is how good this player is. They have 24 Grand Prix top eights and 15 top finishes. So that's like top eights of mm-hmm. world championships and pro tours. I'm talking, of course, about Paulo Vitor, Demo De Rosa. Yep. That would be my first selection. Go right ahead. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, with the second pick of our Zendikar Championship draft, the first player on team Zach. <laughs> um, with seven GP top eights, 10 top finishes, two Pro Tour titles. This is a Hall of Famer and the 2004 Player of the Year from France, Gabrielle Nassif. That's a good choice. All right, what are you thinking? <clears throat> okay, my next selection. This is a player who has won a Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. They have won a World Championship. They've won a Grand Prix trophy. They're in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even sure there's anything left. Mythic Championship, mm-hmm. Mythic Invitational, right? I'm not even sure there's anything left for this player to win. I'm going to select Seth Manfield. Ooh, okay. All right, all right. This player, um, you won't be very surprised by this one, but <laughs> this is the two-time England national, national champion <laughs> and the is. winner of the first <laughs> Mythic Championship ever from England, Autumn Burchett, is coming on to my team... Perfect. Good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your last? What's your last MPL player? Okay. So I just have a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I have a good feeling here. I'm gonna select the winner of the, I believe the first, the Mythic Invitational, mm-hmm. 2019 Invitational. Our champion from Italy. I will select Andrea Mangucci. Okay. Wow. I was thinking about Andrea Mangucci. Um, this last one's hard. Um, I have some really good players up here. Did some great research thinking about them. But I have to go with my gut. And my gut tells me I need to give this person a chance. So with 19 GP top eights, a three-time GP winner... And the 2010 Player of the Year from the U.S. of A, Brad Nelson. Get back on my team. I'm sorry about before, but I hope this makes up for it. <laughs> I'm taking you again. <laughs> I just had to. I knew I had to. Yeah. I mean, he's a great player. He's so. a really good player, and I just still feel bad about it. what I love about this draft, though. I just don't think there are any wrong picks. Like, really? all of these players are so good. I know. I'm still <laughs> super excited about mine, but I see yours, and I'm like, well... 
Those are all players I want on my team as well. Yeah, how are you so, feeling about your lineup so far, the MPL? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling good. Were there any players I picked that were on your list? Actually, no. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, have uh, PVD uh, DDR. Yeah, sorry. I wrote DRR. Well, I got confused. Notes. I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure it's PVD. <laughs> Incorrect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't have actually any of these players. I had thought about all of them, um, but uh, chose against them. What? Um, who else were you thinking about picking? Uh, I was considering uh, Gabriel Nassif, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it's hard to argue with a player of his caliber. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I don't think you really stole any of my picks other than that. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like last time I was so focused on upsetting you right? <laughs> that um, my team ended up not shaping up the way exactly how I wanted. Um, and, and I had to give consideration to Ken Yukihiro, who did so well for me I, last time. So I almost put Ken Yukihiro on just to <clears throat> upset you, um, but I decided against it. So the thing about Ken is that for those who don't know, Ken always brings like a wild deck choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it sounds weird now because mono green food is a part of the metagame, but it yeah. was not when he brought it to exactly. the league weekend. Uh, and I felt like somebody who's kind of a wild card when there's two different formats that you have to attack and bring a, a sneaky deck Interesting. to. Okay. Maybe I'm less confident that he can spike both. With, with he, kind of an off the wall deck, he'll, he'll probably have a good chance of spiking one of them, but miss on the on the second one. Right, that makes sense. Um, Otherwise, I would have picked Ken. I mm-hmm. still hope he does really well. Obviously, yeah, because um, I just like that when someone brings kind of off off meta decks and just consistently does well with yeah. them. That's really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess the one thing we forgot to mention, you know, um, before the draft, yeah, is that during the league weekends, you know. I kind of dominated that draft. So okay. Um, forgot to just remind them. Still going to say you did not time. dominate yeah, well. <laughs> it. Um, you beat me by seven points. That might be different because I actually don't know if Brad's been able to play those other matches yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still have three matches out waiting to see if you only won by four, um, which is not dominating. It's 1 0. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> All right. It's 1 0. I was also looking at uh, Ray Sato and Carlos Romeo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, Ray's leading the league right now. He so is. So always so I, have to consider him. I know, and I really wanted to, but I think it's just my heart was telling me that I just had to give Brad another chance, and I, I just felt so bad. Um, <laughs> I still feel bad about that. Um, and I should. I mean, I should. Uh, like, yeah, he's a good player who does his due diligence. Yeah, I, I'm not. Events, uh, so. It's definitely not just an emotional thing. It's. He's a great player. I also like watching him a lot, so it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be good watching him this week. Oh yeah, the the interaction with his roommate Brian Brown. Dude, oh, that was so that funny. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I don't. That won't happen again because this is more intense than the other. The league weekends can be a little bit more fun uh, because this is for money. People will be a little bit more intense, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Anyway, so are you get are you ready for the rivals? Rivals shake it around. Out. Shake it out. <laughs> All right, so I get the first pick. You get the first pick. So Team Zach, that's not a really exciting name, but I'm going to go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This player made their Pro Tour debut in 2004 with 10 Pro Tour Top 8s, 16 GP Top 8s, and a Pro Tour Champion and Hall of Famer from the USA, Luis Scott Vargas. 
You got to take Luis. Mm-hmm. That's why I deferred. Everyone knows that. I'm not going to pretend like it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> good pick. Good pick. He's a good pick. Yeah. He did well for me last time. He did, and I hope <laughs> he does well for me this time. Yeah. All right, so my selection mm-hmm. is a player who um, just had an incredible, incredible year uh, in 2019 and an even better year in 2018 when he won Player of the Year in a ridiculously awesome tiebreaker Player of the Year match against Seth Manfield. I am choosing the best LSV, Luis Salvato. <laughs> no! <laughs> That was my next pick. <laughs> Shoot. You were just going to be Team LSV. I was. I was trying <laughs> team to. Team Luis. Be... Oh, I wanted to be Team Luis. You had talked about it last time, but I thought it'd be really fun if I could do it this time. Okay. After their GP Dallas win in 2019 and back-to-back top eights coming into 2020, this player is running really hot. All right. This is the 2020 season grand finals winner from USA Austin Bercevich. Good choice. Good choice. Yes. I feel like I really nailed that uh, yeah. fanfare too. Yeah. I'm was, feeling that this. That was great. I really like this uh, <laughs> this whole thing we're, we're working on this I'm time. I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully our listeners are learning something because yeah. I'm learning as I'm like reading. Yeah, I had to research all this stuff yeah. and I was learning. I was going in rabbit holes of all these different players. Oh, I'll talk about it later because we're not finished yet. But All right, go ahead. Okay, my next choice, a woman of many talents. Mm. She's a content creator. She's a mm. caster for Star City Games, streamer, and she wins tournaments. And I happen to know she's on the same team as, and probably creating the deck list Ugh. that someone from Team Zach will be piloting this weekend. I'm going to choose Emma Handy. Oh my God. That was my next pick again. <laughs> okay. Did you have Austin Bercevich on your uh, on your list? Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Because I was thinking about jumping to Emma, mm. just because I thought that you might take her. Okay. Oh man, this is hard. <sighs> I have two that I'm trying to decide between. Mm-hmm. I have only two left. Um, okay. All right. Oh, I don't feel great about. It. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's hard because it's the last one. So. Yeah, might as well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I, I'm gonna get out of the U.S. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a different player. All right. So this player is a rising star that's had some very solid finishes, but not a lot of real completions, real real things that we're talking about. And they're hungry for it, right? Mm-hmm. This person mm-hmm. really wants to get that top finish, and they're looking for it. They are from South Korea, No Ma. Nice. That is my pick. I was wondering if you were going to snake me, because I think we both know who I really have to pick here and want to. Okay. Uh, this player is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. From the USA, he is simply the best limited player mm-hmm. in the world and my personal favorite streamer. I'm going to be selecting Ben Stark. Ben Stark. Yeah, I actually didn't have Ben on my list. Um, I wondered if you would just do it to snake me. Just to you hurt knew you. I would want to pick him. I knew that you would, but I this this time I was really trying to focus on something. And he did pretty like well for me last time. Yeah. I think seven wins, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah. The other person I was trying to decide between was Matt Nass. Yeah. Oh, Matt Nass, great. Yeah. Um, uh, he's like the reason uh, KCI was banned, basically. So. Yeah, I just wonder. I 
like neither formats really defined by, by a combo. combo deck. Exactly, and that's what I was thinking. So if you don't know, Matt Nass is a big combo player. Yeah, probably the one of the best combo Be, players in the world. Like Ben Stark is known for being the best limited player. Mm -hmm. Well, Matt Nass is known for being one of the best combo players. Mm -hmm. So um, knowing that both of the formats don't have a ton of combo decks. Yeah, like in historic, some exist, but they, I don't think they're that good. Yeah, so um, there's some more aggro strategies, just like run them over too quickly. So, so I didn't pick him, but he was definitely on my list, and I, I'm definitely, I mean, looking at him. But I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I find the rivals like I find it interesting that we overlapped more on the rivals league where there's 48 players than we did in the NCL. That's NPL, so interesting. Where yeah, and I was purposely trying to pick people I hadn't really picked before, or we hadn't either we hadn't picked. Uh, last round or, or yeah sure I don't know it's it's partly because I want to know more about these people so um it's interesting I actually had no ama on my list as well oh did you uh, yeah you I think we both like kind of snaked two players from the other one um or took two players that were on the other mm -hmm. person's list but um because when I was looking this up it was just like a, a reddit thing I mm -hmm. actually thought it was Noah ma because yeah. there's no space oh <laughs> No, at least on the on the wizard's website and like all his stuff, it says no ama. Yeah, so. when I'm looking on magic.gg, it's pretty clear. But so I did see it somewhere else that was uh, as written incorrectly. Me from embarrassing myself. Yeah, yeah, I had seen something uh, that was written incorrectly. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. um, but yes, it's definitely no ama. So, um, but we are going into well. Also, just remember if you're listening, if this seems like fun. I mean, it is pretty fun. It's fun, yeah. Um, either <laughs> grab a buddy and be like, hey, do you want to watch the championship, uh, you know, this weekend? Uh, mm -hmm. Let's do a draft and just, like, pick some players and some metas and see if we can, well, beat each other, but also beat Yeah, put your Jeff and point Zach. totals up against ours. Yeah, see if you... I already know a couple people have talked to me about it that are going to do this, so... Awesome. Um, uh, definitely think about it. Uh, it's a great way to watch... Um, also, eventually, I mean, we're probably going to be watching together and having uh, some sort of drinking game. So, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll post that. I don't yeah, know. maybe we'll post that, or you know, sometime you'll see it. So, yeah. <laughs> just just keep that in the back of your mind. But uh, it's definitely a good time. So, uh, with that, we're going into the meta percentage for standard. What do you think is going to be the the biggest like meta deck? Honestly, for me, this was like the hardest part. This was really hard because both formats are. Just, there are like three or four kind of decks that I consider top decks. Yeah, I feel like they're they're kind of blown open quite yeah. a bit. And I like don't really know And there are a lot of totally respectable tier two decks again yeah. in both formats. Like It was difficult. Yeah. Um So maybe I'll go first for standard sure, since sure, you went first for the, the rivals yeah. or whatever. Although I don't think it's an, actually an advantage to go to go first in it's this a, one. It's definitely a disadvantage. Um so standards in that weird place where I think there are like four top decks, yeah, and that would be Teamer, mm -hmm. uh, Ramp, Mono Green Food, Gruel Adventures, and then uh, like Blue Black. Uh, whether you think Rogues or, control, or control. Pure Control is yeah. better, um, I think one of the green decks has got to be the most popular. Gruel's kind of been on a the downward slope because Mono Green Food. That's a tough matchup for Gruel, actually. I definitely agree with that. So for me, it's between Mono Green Food and Teamer Ramp. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go Mono Green Food as mm -hmm. my meta percentage. I also wrote that down. 
Okay. Um, I know it sounds like I... <laughs> you just live, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing modern green food. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I definitely think uh, playing against it in gruel, it's so rough. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, it just, it seems like I'm always on the, the bad side of things. And um, Wicked Wolf is just so good. Um, it's another reason why you should play Yasharan, actually. Because mm-hmm. you can stop Wicked Wolf from like... Yeah, screwing that with happened you. to me in uh, historic too. Um, yeah, oh, so yeah, this is incidental hate for you, but sorry. exactly. So, um, it's just it's a really good deck. I really didn't think that it was going to be, but it uh, turned out. Every time I've matched up against it, it's I've not been happy. Honestly, though, when I saw Feasting Troll King, mm-hmm. I was like, I hope this card is good because a, a format where this card is good is fun. Exactly, you know, like, and it definitely is. Um, and you're like, what the hell am I, and, and Gruel has a really hard time dealing with that card as well. So, yeah. um, cause there aren't very many ways you can get rid of it. Uh, and then it just comes back. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, with the top for performance, uh, of decks. So this is just uh, kind of overall win rate. Overall win yeah. rate. I think I'll start with this one, I guess. Sure. Um, so to me, I really feel like mono green food and like a teamer deck are closer to the top and the other ones don't feel like they get sometimes you can go under um teamer ramp or teamer is it turning into like a teamer adventures kind of deck where it's kind of a halfway split right yeah it's half ramp half adventure exactly so sometimes they'll start with like a love struck beast or like a um they'll stomp your things mm-hmm. um but then to play uh cultivate and you're right. just like it's, it's kind of halfway in between so i'm, I'm really calling it teamer adventures um, but I think that deck has more staying power. It can survive the early game, mm-hmm. and it really beats down on the late game, especially if you can't do anything about um, the ultimatum. So I, I, I think that that's what I'm going to pick. I think that it will be able to... Like, if Mono Green Food's going to be the, the deck that's being played the most, I think it has um, a, a big strength against Mono Green Food. Um, it has some good sideboard cards, so... That makes sense. Uh, gonna, I I'm think Teamer Ramp stomps Mono Green Food, actually. Yeah, uh, Teamer... I'm going to call it Teamer Adventures, because it's that's basically what it is, yeah. is what I'm talking about. It's kind of half and half. It's half right? and so half. Both deck names make sense. It yeah. Makes sense it's equally, Ramping yeah. Adventures, so... Often that, Obosh is the... Uh, yeah, and Obosh will be the... Companion. Uh, the companion. The adventure just, cards kind of cheat that with Brazen Borrower and... Exactly. Bone yeah, if you have Brazen Borrower and then you have um, Love Struck Beast... Uh, and even like Bone Crusher Giant, they all just hit for so much if you have yeah. Obosh on the table. So yeah, but it also gives you two mana plays: the Bone, true. bone Crusher and the. And, uh, uh, it's kind of cheating. <laughs> exactly, and a one mana play with Love Struck Beast. It's, yeah. um, it just is a it's a good deck. I've played it a few times, and it's pretty fun. So yeah, so I'm gonna take. I'm actually gonna take a bit of a flyer here. I'm gonna mm. take a bit of a risky pick. Oh. You gotta risk it for the biscuit, right? Mono blue ruin crab. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna like be some, some make some ridiculous guess where nobody even brings okay, the deck sh- that, oh, I, shut that I picked. Okay, get out of here. Uh, yeah. he's, he's referring to me bringing or bringing uh, saying Bractos mid range would make it <laughs> last time and nobody uh, nobody, nobody even, played it. Nobody played it. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually gonna pick Demir Rogues. Because I think it's a powerful deck that people are forgetting about. They're not okay. giving it the respect it deserves in their sideboards and stuff. I think this is just because you've been playing Demir Rogues so much. Yeah, but also from playing all that Demir Rogues, mm-hmm. I never lose to Mono Green Food or to Team Ramp. Okay. So if we think well, those are the okay, best two decks. Well, that's true. So you do have the best. I think you have the best matchup against uh, Team Adventures for sure. Because mm-hmm. you have all the counter spells. Yeah, counter spells against uh, if you're Genesis playing, Ultimatum. Yeah, if, if you're getting rid of Genesis Ultimatum or you're playing um, 
What's the blue counter spell that cares about blue cards? Um, uh, mystical dispute. Mystical dispute. So that's the card that really hoses it. But also, uh, I mean, even just siding in Lull Mage's domination is pretty good against them. Like stealing, uh, you know, any of their gigantic creatures. Yeah. Or if you're playing Modern Green Food, stealing a, a Troll King. Oh, that'd be. Actually, stealing a Troll King really hoses them. Really I mean, hoses them, but that takes. It's why they're a starting lot. to play uh, more Witches Oven. To, uh, sack to sack it in, in response. response, yeah. Uh, interesting, yeah. But I think people have forgotten that Demir Rogues is is a good deck. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not really preparing for it as much as they're preparing for the yeah. other. The, kind not, of big the lower tiers are prepared for it. They're prepared to concede immediately. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the top tiers are like, I don't really know like, who's playing that. And I um, think it it's just a deck that lends itself that, um, like, only really confident players would bring it. I think people that are confident in the deck list because it's not one of the most popular four. So would you think, do you think uh, Reed Duke is going to bring that and that, that team? That's like Reed Duke, LSV, uh, William Huey Jensen. Um, they're all kind of... Like, I'm not even sure they're ball. all going to be on the same thing, but I would guess no. Like when you're one of the best players, you yeah. just kind of want to bring the... The, the best, best deck, deck. because you're now the best player with the best that's deck. True, that's it's true. It's going to be hard to beat you. Okay. But uh, I would guess they're not bringing it. But... Cool. The only people who will bring it is someone who's played a lot with it and yeah. is very competent in their mm -hmm. matchups. So it'll have a lower kind of metagame percentage, but therefore a decent win rate if I expect those players to be yeah. confident. Um, but let's go into the, the historic meta percentage. What are we thinking? You, you start, because I did the yeah. last one. So, again, in historic, I think, I think the best historic deck is whatever Uro deck is the best. But I don't think people know what Uro deck is the best. Is Sultai better or is Four Color better? Okay. So that might split the percentage. Mm -hmm. And I think the only one that could compete with an Uro deck is going to be Jud Sack. So <laughs> this is so funny. This is exactly what I was like. Not, those are my not choices. All of that stuff is what I was thinking. But Jud Sack and Sultai Midrange are exactly what I was yeah. trying to decide. Between. So my choice is is I think that. If you combined four color and Sultai, that would be the highest metagame percentage. Yeah. But because there's going to be a split, people aren't sure which of those decks is actually better. It might be Jun Sack. I'm just going to say Sultai. I'm okay. going to say Sultai. All right, I'm going Jun Sack for sure. Okay. Straight up. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think those are basically the only three choices for metagame percentage. It really feels like it. Um, like, I, I love Aura so much. Yeah. Uh, and there's two Aura decks right now. There's the, the Azorius one and the Orzov one. Mm -hmm. um, both interesting. I, I play Azorius uh, just because I haven't really played the, the Orzov one, but I, I might throw it together just to see how I like it. But, um, man, those decks get hosed by, like, two cards, and it's Thoughtseize and um, either Fatal Push or uh, Extinction Event. Right. And, and yeah, all, Extinction you know, Event's rough. Ex Extinction Event is the card you literally can't do anything about besides prepping for it spell pierce or something you can well so you can sideboard in spell pierce that's mm -hmm. one thing you could try or you can put you can waste auras on a dog or something mm -hmm. so you have a one mana and a two mana thing right um that will will make the extinction event only kill one thing that you care about um they're always picking even to yeah get rid of your card drive. basically just getting even every time so uh it does it is hard and i, I think auras is a top deck and we might see a good percentage more than we have in the past yeah um but having the really good black decks like thoughtsies just hose uh, turn one if they thoughtsies the card that you, like the only creature in your hand and is mm -hmm. all auras you're so screwed like it gets really hard at that point 
Um, now, what do you think about goblins? Because uh, so, that's always kind of a wild card. Thing. So I think goblins is pretty interesting because um, as an Auras player, I feel good against the goblin matchup because Hushbringer is so good against it. Yeah. But yeah. when you're playing these Sultai games or these Jun games, you can't do that. So they can they can get run over pretty quickly. And uh, the Jun sack plan doesn't do a great job, I think, against goblins. Ugh. It can. A, a Jund is really... The Jund sack deck is really good at killing... Uh, making you sacrifice your creatures. Mm -hmm. It's a great way of how they get around... Um, just like getting rid of your board. But if you have goblins, like you have so many stupid tokens and stuff you can get rid like of. Like Muxus still kind of just beats you, right? Every time. There's not a lot you can do about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and you won't be able to do um, enough stuff. Like you can't hit it with um, Fatal Push or any of these new cards that you've had. So... Uh, <clears throat> I don't. Goblins was one that I was thinking about as a top performance, just because uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be like it was a huge meta percentage uh, going into the Mythic Invitational, and then it didn't do very well. Um, I think because a lot of people were just playing decks that would beat Goblins, right? Um, but now people kind of forget about it. I think it's the same thing you're talking about with Demir Rogues, where people kind of forgot about uh, mono red Goblins, and uh, it might it might come. It yeah, might come back. But I think people will just still have so much incidental hate for it. Like Yasharn so actually kind of shuts them down, even though it's not necessarily there for goblins. But it does. It, so it shuts so Yasharn shuts down um Skirk Prospector. Yeah. And it shuts down the uh that one goblin that costs uh two two Wily red. Goblin? No uh yes, Wily Goblin that yeah. makes the treasure token. Yeah, it shuts you can't <clears throat> sacrifice a treasure token because usually you want to go turn one skirk prospect or turn two wily goblin into the treasure token and mm -hmm. then you can sack all that and turn three play uh, muxus if you and hope you get haste but right it basically shuts off fast muxus because yeah. it also shuts off phyrexian tower which mm. a lot of them are playing just to that's true i forgot about phyrexian tower and then it's just a four four and a lot of their stuff can't attack through it so exactly it's so, actually surprisingly good against goblins um so so we'll see. I mean, who who knows? Mm -hmm. um, but what's your top performance for Historic? What do you think? So interestingly enough, I think Sultai is, gonna, is my choice for top meta. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to pick four colors, my top performance. <laughs> just, so. Anything that can play Uro. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think if you're not playing Uro, you're making you're, a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put Uro in my Aura's deck. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know what? Let's add green. <laughs> and I actually think Bant is a deck that nobody's really exploring right now that yeah. I've had a lot of success with. Um, but I don't think anyone's going to play Bant, so I'm not going to pick it. No, just pick... No, no, no. Someone will do it. You Four just, color. Just say <laughs> the, the challengers. One of the challengers will do it. Four um, color mid-range. When you're saying four color mid-range, uh, we already talked about the... It's basically Sultai, and they put in white lands so that they can play Yasharn. Yeah. Um, and some white sideboard cards. It's interesting because it actually gives them a slightly worse matchup against Sultai, which I think is going to be the most popular deck, as I mentioned. Because Sultai has a is has the same cards but a better mana base and Yusharn mm -hmm. doesn't really do anything against Sultai. Yeah. But still both cards have or both decks have the cards that matter. They both play Uros, they both play Nisses. Yeah. And these and these are the and uh, Hydroid Crisis. These yeah. are the cards that actually matter in the mirror exactly. match. So yeah, Sultai's a little better because it gets to play like Castle Lockthwain. Mm -hmm. But the games that Castle Castle Lockthwain actually wins are so Few and far between, exactly. I think. that It's basically a 50-50. I see that. Um, I'm going to pick... Actually, I'm picking Sultai Midrange for my top okay. per, uh, performance. Just because I think it has a good... Um, it has a good matchup against uh, Jun Sack, uh, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, it just can outvalue a lot of those 
things and um yeah i depends on the build you can basically build sultai to beat whatever you want yeah and um I, you know, it has some of the best cards. I really think a black deck is one of the best. It's hard to, they have just, black has some of the best cards you can play right now. Um, especially because Kala just came out and gave him Fatal Push just to. Yeah. It, it's it, and, and just like as the cherry on top, yeah. Fatal Push is so good with Uro. Because you play Uro, drop a swamp, and now you have Revolt and you yeah. Fatal and Push it, 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 whatever you want. Exactly. It, like, what are you going to do? I, I just say that. It's just really good. I, I think that it's going to beat Junsack, and uh, that's, that's how it's got to be the best Fatal Push deck. So. It, I think, and the best Thoughtseize deck. Yeah, those are the two best cards in Historic, <laughs> yeah. basically, right? Arguably, I. I it's I just think a it's, question of whether or not it's the best Uro deck, which is, <laughs> is the yes, best card. I, in Historic. I, I, that's true. Uro is is absolutely fantastic and so bonker. So. Um, that's kind of what we have decided for our our draft. I think that's that looks pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I'm excited to watch it this weekend. Um, I've also found out that there's a thing called multi twitch. If you know about that, multi twitch dot uh, dot com. Um, yeah, so so you can like watch multiple Twitch streams. Basically, yeah. So remember last time when we were kind of complaining, like, hey, I wish that we could watch this matchup because of whatever wasn't on yeah. the feature match because we couldn't right blah, 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 blah. um if there's something you a match that you want to watch that's not featured just go to twitch multi-twitch and watch both of the streams at the same time mm. hopefully they're synced up i haven't tried it yet but i'm going to um and you can kind of make your own little uh feature match that sounds cool sounds great uh so i'll try that out and i'll tell you if it's good or not and you should try it out too and tell me me if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll multi-twitch together somehow. Oh, whoa. That sounds very sexual. I'm like very into it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, do you want to multi-twitch on the couch? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, with that, I think I need another beer. Me too. All right. So we are going to a beer break. Oof. That draft was a lot of fun. That was great. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Is it going to be... I mean, obviously, you think it's going to be 1-1 one, one after this. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, feeling the 2-0. Yeah, okay. So just so everyone remembers, um, <laughs> we are uh, doing this so that um, each week or each... Um, each event. Of, each event. Each, each split has who, three or four events. Yeah, so e uh, whoever wins that gets one point for our league. Right. Uh, so right now, Jeff has won the last one. Uh, so it's 1-0, basically, and I have no points. Yeah, we're not going to like add whatever point totals we get this weekend to whatever we got last e time. Exactly, no, exactly. No, it's just 1-0 now, and if Zach wins this one, then it's So when I win this one, it'll be 1-1. Yeah, you know, strong if. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we are betting that at the end, um, we are going to have a weird 2-4. So the, right. the loser buys the winner... A weird 2-4. And so, Jeff, what's a 2-4 again? 2-4 is a case of beer, 24 beers. Yes. Yeah. That's a Canadian term. If yeah. you uh, <laughs> aren't from Canada, uh, I'm not. So I had to learn that. But uh, it's just like 24 weird random beers. A curated so case of like, beer, essentially. I, yeah. I kind of want to just lose so I get to pick That's all the That's the thing, beers. right? Like, losing's not that bad because you get to... <laughs> I mean, you have to buy all the beers, but... Right. I'm probably drinking them with you, and they're going to be weird. And it's going to be fun to kind of pick beers that will, like, throw, you know, when you lose that you get to pick beers that will throw me off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with that, um, we got some beers that we chose for tonight. Yes. Um, so I think uh, I think we should rate them first and then say which beer we picked. Fair, yeah. Okay. That works. 
So what did you think of the the one that I brought? The town brewery, the pale ale. Outside jokes? Outside jokes. I think outside jokes is a hilarious joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's really solid. Uh, good good pale ale. Usually pale ale is not... Um, I mean, IPAs are usually not my favorite. I do mm-hmm. like pale ales quite a bit more. Um, just because they... Uh, they don't like hop me out. I don't know if that's a term, but like where it's just way too much hops and I'm like, this is so dry. Um, they can be really refreshing and, and nice and hazy and juicy. Yeah, Outside Jokes had that flavor for sure, but yeah. it certainly doesn't look like a pale ale. Like if you remember when you pour it, it would just like cloudy kind of, you can't see through it at all. Oh, it's not totally. pale. I, I mean, I feel like most pale ales look like this to me. I guess maybe I don't have a huge diff. I I just said that I had a big distinction between pale ales and IPAs, but maybe I actually. Don't. I think of like a just stock pale ale as something you. It's not that cloudy. You can kind of see through it. It's Interesting. Like okay. I guess most of the time, if I think uh, if I hear pale or anything, I think it's going to be probably hazy. Yeah. Um, when it comes to me, I think of like New England IPAs that have that hazy. That makes sense. Kind of, um, um, for the most part, I feel like. Uh, Anytime it says IPA, I'm just expecting, who knows? Right. Right. It's just, it's going to be really bitter. It's the word pale. Hopefully yeah. it has a lot of alcohol is usually what I'm uh, getting it for. Um, so, so where would you place this? What tier is, is the, uh, I think this is pretty solid. Outside jokes. Now, you know, I don't want to put everything at platinum, but it, uh, I think I, I was think just, I was just going to crack it into diamond actually. Okay. I think it just All right. I was on the fence too. All right. I'll, I'll agree with you. It's a, it's a diamond. I'll, I'll throw it into diamond. Um, it's basically me this whole season where like I just, <laughs> I'm diamond four and I go up and I come back down. I'm like, you know what? It's fine here. Yeah. I'll just chill. Yeah. You know what? I'll just be, a, I'll just be a diamond four and just yeah, you know, know that I can have, never regress. You know, that's, it's a, it's a good feeling. You know, it's a safety blanket, right? It's that's, actually the best place to test new brews exactly, because the yeah. other diamond players are like trying to get into I'm, mythic. That's definitely what I'm doing. I'm testing yeah, new brews. Like I'm smart, not, smart. I'm not trying to push into mythic at all. Yeah. No, that's not what I've been doing. Um, this is the problem with stating goals explicitly. At the yes, start of exactly. The yeah. um, but no, I think it's really nice. Um, and I think it's a good beer. Um, but Lug Tread. Okay. You've had um, Lug Tread? Yeah, Lug, Lug Tread, Tread is just so stock for me. It's kind of the... It was one of the first kind of craft beers that was designed as a flagship in order to get people who don't drink craft beer to drink it. Sure. So that's how I perceive it because all over Ottawa, the bars add lug tread mm-hmm. so that people who normally wouldn't drink craft beer can, you know, totally feel good about drinking craft beer, but it's not so out there that they will. Yeah. And, and there are, you know, there's a large percentage of people that don't like, they want their beer to taste a certain way. Right. Um, and they're like, this tastes like beer. Also, so this is a weird beer tangent mm-hmm. really quickly, but <laughs> there, so like we were saying, there's a lot of people that like beer and when they say beer, they're talking about Budweiser, Coors mm-hmm. or Bud Light, Coors Light. What they've um, learned Miller, as beer. Right? Yeah. That's what they know beer is to be. Mm-hmm. Now they've had all the different types of brands. Uh, they have, you can add Heineken to that. I kind of put that in the same list. All those big brand right. macro brew beers that everyone knows um, and those people specifically like those kinds of beers and they, um, they are not interested in craft brews or mm-hmm. different kinds of, it's just so no, there's weird. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't feel like beer to them, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. And yeah. I'm not going to fault anyone with that. And I would also like to point out that if people say that they don't have a palate at all, I would say that's wrong. They probably have a better palate right. than me because they can distinguish between Coors Light and Bud Light. And I yeah. could absolutely never do that. Yeah. So if a person that knows their beer so well that they can know which one's not it is pretty interesting. 
Um, That's why I have to drink these super strong flavor ones because, you know, I can tell the difference between a stout and an IPA. Yeah. yeah, But give me two different lagers, even craft lagers. You're just like, I don't know. Like three light beers are like, they all taste exactly the same to me. Yeah. Um, So I I just like to to point that out quickly. But um, but yeah, I, I... Lug Tread's great. I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely the drink it all Sunday watching football or yep. drink it all Saturday, Sunday watching the championship for Zendikar. So. Yeah, for me, it's kind of quintessential platinum. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a great platinum beer. I agree with you. Um, pitchers and pitchers is mm-hmm. what I think. Like, let's just get a, a bunch of it. I can drink that all day. Yep. Um, it really depends on, you know, if you're, that's your kind of, I'm, I'm having a session where I'm going to uh, play a lot and, and push Maybe in some of these, um, the start of the season, we're trying to get back into uh, back up to diamond or something from gold yeah. or whatever. Or, uh, or like you said, just perfect to you know on a Saturday afternoon yeah, exactly. watch the Zendikar Rising Championship. Yeah, exactly. A... Um, and and so that's what I pick. You can have like seven of those and you know feel really great. So, um, but with that, I uh, I did pick the beer that you brought, the outside jokes. Hey, me too. So outside yeah. jokes wins. Hey, right? outside yeah, jokes clear, wins. It's great for you. Winner here. Not that I don't like lug tread, <laughs> but I'm just gonna save those lug treads for this weekend. I think. So. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that, that's a good point. Honestly, for me, lug treads just such a known quantity, and this mm-hmm. is this beer is uh, this will be the second one I ever had. So yeah, it's just different, right? Um, so my sign off beer was you know town brewery outside jokes. Yes, and my sign off beer is outside jokes. But with that, you can reach us at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. And hey, look for us on Arena under the username Arena Regulars Podcast. We just got moved down to Platinum. Whoa, Platinum. I'm in gold in both of my accounts, so that's pretty (laughs) bad. Uh, Not bad. Uh, It's just lower than that one, (laughs) which makes me laugh. Um, But we would like to shout out to our one listener. You know who you are. You're the best. You are the best. And with that... Uh, cheers. Cheers. And good day. All right, that's fine.